This is a Local Flex Podcast. I'm your host, Connor Flayhive, and today I am joined by my very, very special guest, Billy Hughes. What's up? <laughs> wow, that is kicking off strong. I just like my opener. That was good. All right, cool. You know what? That was strong, and we are going to be talking, right? Strength. You see, you see strong, that? Dude. You see that transition? What's wrong with being strong? Nothing dude. wrong with being strong. So we put together a little Q and A on our um, private Facebook group and talking about like questions and basically asking people like their biggest questions they had regarding workouts, seeing results, and and all that stuff. And the common theme was like what workouts are the best for fat loss or why do we always say strength training is the best, right? For sure. That when we looked at it, that was the biggest question. Everything kind of stemmed off of that. Yeah, so we, instead of, uh, which we will at answer individual questions to those people, but instead of kind of just going question by question, the I think the overall theme was why strength training why do we think it's the best and why do we think it's the and the best way to train and and obviously you know flay hive strength training strength is in our name so obviously we think it's in our name it's basically our game <laughs> oh <laughs> i like that slogan slogan um so you know we personally think uh and i think a lot of gyms and the science shows that strength training is the best most efficient way for Improving body composition, so that could be losing fat, uh, you know, building building muscle, which is ba- it's called hypertrophy is the scientific term. But basically, hypertrophy is probably what people think of like when they say getting toned and 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 feeling toned and things like that. Um, so we can kind of always talk about when someone walks into our door because whether or not their background or they have any experience with strength training or they're mostly you know, previously did cardio, which we obviously see a lot. Um, we always talk about the, there's so many benefits of, of strength training from just a, like getting and feeling stronger. Confidence. Uh, confidence. Like not only building muscle, but preserving muscle because we work with a lot of men and women that as they get older, they see a huge decrease in muscle mass, which is, sure. that's a, a big issue of, you know, their metabolism and then just overall health. And then bone density, big on strength training. You know. We don't want we want to put life alert out of business, you know. Yeah. When we fall, we want to get Billy is just coming right. on to say little quick <laughs> little quick he's gonna add only little quick one liners. Maddie's probably dying laughing. <laughs> oh my gosh, Billy has the best one liners. <laughs> and then just overall, like it's such an empowering thing of of as you feel yourself getting stronger and just doing, you know, whether it be playing with your kids or grandkids or, you know, it just snowed last night. So like shoveling snow, you're able to physically be capable of things that previously you were not. So, I mean, that is just to do everyday things like that is amazing. Yeah, it's just like you get a certain level of accomplishment after you finish something and then you see the rewards outside of the gym. Yeah. So I think that's one of the huge things of strength training yeah it carries over to everything that you do and and we always talk about is that you know when whether you see it on the all the bullshit on instagram or you're in the checkout line at the grocery store and you look over and all the magazines are 
just crazy stuff of everything, you know, trying to lose X amount in whatever, you know, restricting thousand calorie restrictive diets and 20 minute abs, 20 minute tones, everything. It's just, it's all about kind of lose, 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 lose. And then what we try to do is just maybe like a mindset shift to be talking about, you know, all the things that you can gain and all the things that you can become better on. So all of that sounds excellent and great and all and everything, but truly why is it the best? Because if someone, if we tell people it's the best way to do it, it doesn't really matter if they're not seeing results and they're not, you know, maybe they are heavier now or maybe their clothes are actually fitting tighter versus when they started. So what we want to talk about is why it actually scientifically is the best. I got another one for you. Okay. Science? Bill Nye, the science guy right here. <laughs> so we, we want to talk about that. First, we talked about a disclaimer, right? A lot of this from a result standpoint and a fat loss standpoint is going to come down to nutrition. Boo! Just kidding. Yeah, it's the tough part. So when, no matter what workout plan you do, whether it's you're training for a marathon, you're doing um, some type of high-intensity interval training where you're on treadmills and you know rowers and what else, whatever else, or you're doing a traditional like true strength training program, it does not matter. I repeat, it does not matter if you are eating like a jerk, right? Like like a savage. Like if you're taking again, it comes out. Yeah, you are what you put into your body. Yeah, basically. It it it's when it comes down to it at the most basic level, it's calories in versus calories out. At the old gym, we had a sign or a quote that basically said, you can't out train a bad diet. Let's just say someone has a great, really great workout here. How many calories do you think they may burn? At Probably the top, top out. Five, 600. How long would it take you to eat 500 calories? Two cookies, man, let's go. <laughs> two cookies, I mean, realistically. So just yeah. think of it that way. It's taking you about 45 minutes at the most, again, at the most basic level, it's taking you 45 minutes to burn 500 calories. It takes two minutes to eat two cookies and you have already ingested those 500 calories. So it is literally impossible to outwork out a bad diet. So like first and foremost, you have got to make sure that you are eating sensibly and not sure. overeating. That's why people hit plateaus. So like what, if you do no strength training, then you come to the gym for a month and you strength train, you'll see initial gains, but then you hit those plateaus because you haven't changed what you're putting into your body. So it's, you'll see it right away, but then it's gonna taper off and that's when you need to figure out what you're putting into your body and how to correct that. Yeah, first and foremost, make sure that you guys are eating correctly and making sure that you guys are putting the right things in your body and not overeating. If you're in a calorie surplus, no matter what you're doing in the gym or doing outside running or whatever, if you're in a calorie surplus, you will gain weight, you will gain fat. Bottom line. So, all right, so let's get this back on track. We're talking strength training. So technically what we do at Flay Hives is considered metabolic resistance training. So a typical strength training, like a program, one, people think of strength training in like body part splits, so like Monday would be what, like chest and back, and yeah. then Tuesday would be legs and tries. Legs. Two, yes, exactly. So they're thinking of in body part splits. So that's a major 
um, shift that we don't do. We do full body workouts every single time. So when someone walks in the door, they are hitting every single muscle or, or basically all the big muscle groups every single time. Another difference from traditional strength training versus the metabolic resistance training is that a typical strength training program like so, for instance, Tyler. Tyler is a power lifter. Yes. He's focusing on true, like, max strength where he's focusing on uh, squat, deadlift, and bench. Yes. So Tyler may do a set of bench. And then a three-minute break. And then sit there, literally sit there on the bench for three minutes and not do anything else until he comes up for his next set of bench. Sure. Again, when you're trying to really work max strength – you need to rest long enough so that you can basically repeat that same intensity. For sure. With metabolic resistance training, we're kind of flipping that out its head, right? A, a typical thing that we would do, let's just say even in our small group personal training, is that they may do a set of squats for, let's just say, six reps. Mm -hmm. And then they'll rack the bar. They'll rest for like you know, 10, 15 seconds just to kind of catch their breath initially. And then they may go do uh, um, a back exercise or a core exercise. So that we're able to do an exercise that is not going to take away from that initial squat exercise. For sure. It's going to make sure that we are you know, constantly moving. We're getting a lot of work done in a little time. So we're not sitting there resting, waiting to go for that next squat. So that we're getting a ton of work done in a little bit of time. So again, what we do is called metabolic resistance training. It's basically you know, 45 to 60 minutes, and it's going to be the best bang for your buck because you're going to get the benefits of strength training. You're going to get the benefits of, you know, capacity, like basically conditioning and cardio, and it's going to be the most efficient thing that you can do. It's not to say that we are, we're, we're not against traditional cardio. It's just that if you walk into our gym, you're not going to see, you know, rows of treadmills or stair steppers or elliptical. Yeah, we're just trying to be as, as efficient as we can in changing your guys' body composition, making you feel good and healthy, which running sometimes will beat up your joints a little bit. Yeah. It, and it, it's most people are going to have probably about two to four days a week, maybe 45 minutes at a time, where they can get into the gym and actually work basically on themselves instead of doing everything for work and their family. So for them to come in here and us to put them on a, a treadmill and do steady state, steady state cardio would be a terrible idea. Yeah, disservice to them, honestly. Yeah, so we want to just basically give you the best bang for your buck, and that's why we do meta metabolic resistance training. So, all right, let's get into the three, the top three reasons for why strength training is the best for fat loss. Nice, number one. What you got, a little epoch? Uh, no, I, it oh, is no. not epoch. But basically, the with metabolic resistance training, my number one tip would be, I think it's the best of both worlds. So one of the questions that we got was when we are pushing either the weight or more reps and we get out of breath, is that going to have the same effect as cardio? So I think that it's going to not only work basically building strength and work the muscular system, but it's also going to... Get our heart pumping and yeah, actually work cardiovascular yeah, system and too. work our cardiovascular system. So I think it's the best of both worlds. Where a traditional strength training program, again, just like you know that example we used with Tyler, where he's doing a set and then sitting there with 
Ah, uh, so we always get the calls, and then you know we have probably what twelve episodes. I think there's been a phone ringing in yeah, a little awkward silence. A little awkward silence. Um, but yeah, in Tyler's example, he's sitting there for three minutes, so he's getting zero cardio, you know, gain from it. On the flip side, if you're going out for a ten minute run, or not a ten minute run, but like a two mile run, are you getting really any muscular like no. benefit from it? And some atrophy. Yeah, muscle, yeah, yeah, really. So with the metabolic resistance training, you are getting the best of both worlds. You're getting cardio, you're getting strength training. So to be able to pair those, it's just going to give you the best bang for your buck and you're going to be the most efficient. Is this, my, is this, are you asking me what my number yeah, two is? Your two? What my number two is? You were right, is Epoch. There you go. That's what I was saying. I was like, I knew it was in there. Excess post-exercise oxygen consumption. Whoa, that's a lot. That's a big that's a big acronym. So all that means is that after you are done with your metabolic resistance training, let's just say you burn 500 calories in those 45 minutes. Because you taxed your body and you basically when you work out, you are actually tearing down your muscle, right? Because you're actually making it work and you're making it like, you know, lift heavy weights or lift more reps or whatever. You're actually tearing down your muscle. So in order for you to get back to you know homeostasis and normal, your body has to work extra and in overtime to actually get you back to that resting state. So that excess post-oxygen consumption is your body getting back to that normal state so you continue to burn calories. Yeah, basically you just keep burning calories after your workout. After, that's the biggest thing is that... You know, let's just say you're doing the same 45 minutes on a treadmill. You may burn the, uh, you know, a very similar number of calories in that 45 minutes, but once you hop off that treadmill, you're done burning calories. Like it's that's it. Yeah, the way I look at it is like after I see most people here when they do it, after the workout's over, they're done, and they just think that's the calories for the day. And in reality, that's not what it is. You're gonna keep doing that. For hours after the workout is burning. More. There's, I mean, there's some studies that are saying up like 36 to 48 hours. For sure. Nice so time. I mean, that's huge. So again, it's not necessarily the, the the number of calories that you burn right at the workout. It's the number of calories that you continually burn. That's the biggest thing. I mean, those those calories add up and will help you get into a calorie deficit and actually lose the fat. So I think that is one of the biggest benefits of actual metabolic resistance training. And what is number three, Shaka Khan? Okay, so I think the third thing is building muscle tissue. So the reason why we talk about it is, one, we talk about building and preventing the loss of muscle tissue just so as you get older, you don't have a big decrease in muscle tissue because that will kind of mess up hormones and mess up your metabolism. But the more muscle tissue that you have, the more calories you will burn at rest so your basal metabolic rate right we have an in-body machine that tells us a bunch of cool things and one of them is your metabolic rate yeah so basically when you see that if you do the in-body test just think of it like this if i sat on the couch all day long for 24 hours for 24 hours i will burn this amount of calories now if i have no muscle okay i will not burn as much as i can with more muscle so the more muscle you have, the more calories you will be able to burn. That doesn't mean you're going to look like the Hulk, but building lean muscle mass in the end is the best way to burn calories. Yeah. If you're looking at it just from a workout standpoint, you may burn the same amount of calories in that given workout, 
But let's just say that you you exchange your 45 minutes that you're coming here three times a week for 45 minutes of running on a treadmill. You may lose the same amount of weight or even possibly more weight. But what is happening is that you're not only losing fat, you're losing lean muscle. And so now what you've become is the scale may read uh, three pounds lighter, but actually you've lost muscle. So you've slowed down your metabolism. And what happens is you end up just being kind of a softer. Skinny fat. That's right. Exactly. You're skinny fat. And so that is putting you behind the eight ball for the future because now your metabolism is slower and you're not going to be able to burn fat efficiently. Yeah. Most most people want to be that toned. You can't be toned without gaining some type of All toned is is muscle. Yeah. The building of the muscle tissue, that's what gives you that toned, kind of that functional Mm -hmm. strength type look. All right. So now that we have an idea of why... Strength training is the best option, and then we're all bought in. We're all in now. So now, what are the three things that you need to make sure that you're doing while we're in the program? So if if they are going to do a strength training program, and they're bought in on it, right, and they believe that it's the best, like, most efficient way to lose fat and actually change how they look and their their body composition, I would say the number one thing, and, and this is our probably largest principle that we abide by, like, when we make programs and everything is do full body big compound movements so again getting back to you know the burning of calories and and getting back to the afterburn effect after a workout where you continue to burn calories is that the more muscles you can basically include in a workout the more calories you'll burn so if i'm sitting there doing a bicep curl sitting on the bench I'm probably not going to be burning a whole lot of calories, right? Yeah, not as much as a squat. Yeah, versus me getting up in a squat and let's just say I'm doing a front squat and I'm holding the bar right on my shoulder so now my core is engaged. I'm going down into a squat. You know, my quads are engaged, my hamstrings, my butt, everything, my low back. Yeah, just, just think of it. How big is your bicep muscle and how big is your your butt or your legs? Yeah. Okay. The, the bigger the muscle and the more groups that you can bring into the workout the be- the better your results are going to be because you're going to sure. burn more calories and then you're going to burn more calories in that in that afterburn effect yep 100 so tip number two um it would be you need to rest enough but not too much so meaning what we always tell people is let's just say we're uh, again it's just an easy example so we're doing a squat and they finished a set and it's a challenging set of five reps and they quickly like go to the next exercise and then quickly right back to that that um that right back to that squat and it's just like you're not resting enough to be able to maybe increase the weight on the squat or maybe like produce the same intensity on that squat so you need to we'll we'll tell people to, we tell people all the time hey slow down slow down you're catch your breath like because we want them to be able to go to that exercise again add five more pounds or add 10 more pounds and actually make themselves work a little harder instead of just rushing through it and doing the same weight every single time. For sure. Like if you're out of breath and you're about to hit a heavy set of eight front squats, Stop. the form might decrease too. Heck so yeah. that's an also, also where your injury chances are a little higher. So we want to be as fresh as we can, okay, to complete that big compound movement. Yeah, and so it's just kind of find that happy medium. So you have the people that are rushing through that 
we need to slow down versus, again, I'm going to use it because it's an easy thing to imagine, a power lifter like Tyler who just did his set of bench and now he's sitting there for three minutes waiting for his next set. There's a happy medium. And that's where a program like ours, where it really helps it because, again, you're going to do that set of six on the front squat and then you'll rest 10 to 15, 20 seconds just to kind of catch your breath. And then you're going to go do another exercise. You'll do that exercise and then rest 10 to 15 seconds. And the time you get back to your front squat, it will have been about a minute, minute yeah, and a half. Yeah, for sure. Um, but in that minute and a half, you're not sitting on your butt just waiting to do that next set. You're you're adding things in. It's kind of like getting, you know, going back to the most bang for your buck. You're constantly working all through that time. For sure. And then just getting enough rest, okay, where you can maybe put on five more pounds. Do it um, with perfect form. Number three. Tip number three, Bailey and I talk about it all the time, is progressive overload, right? Progressive overload basically means you are trying to progress in some form or fashion each workout. Now, each workout, you may not go up in every single you know, exercise or, you know, go heavier or add more reps every single time. But there's basically three big things that you can focus on to make sure that you are, you know, following progressive overload. One would be adding weight, right? Sure. And again, we, you know, we're big on obviously form and technique because so once you have that form and technique down and you are really good and have good integrity in the exercise, then it's time to, hey, we got to bump things up so that we can continually progress. Okay, so obviously adding weight is a pretty easy concept to get to actually progress. Another way to do it would be add reps, right? For sure, yeah. Adding more reps, making something a little bit harder, okay, or trying to get maybe two more reps in that 30 seconds. Oh, you just gave away my third thing. Oh, man. So, so adding reps would be, hey, week one you did six reps. Week two, you're doing the same exact weight, and now you're doing seven reps. Week three, you're doing the same exact weight, and you're doing eight reps. If you can continually do more reps with that same weight, that's progress. That's making For your sure. body work harder, which is going to, one, again, we're kind of talking about this because we were talking about, like, burning calories and fat loss and all that stuff. That is the way to get the best results is to make your body work harder and constantly challenge it so that there is a metabolic cost or metabolic response from your body from the workout. Yeah, there has to be some type of stress for your body to change. Yeah. It can't be the same thing every single day. Yeah. So to you cheated and gave the tip away, but the third way to talk about, you know, linear progression would be time, the time fast factor. So it could be like you said, what, what did you say? So and um so say I had to do eight squats in thirty seconds. Yep. Or I did eight squats in thirty seconds. Maybe next workout, if we have thirty seconds, I want to do nine, maybe yeah. ten, maybe eleven. Yeah. Push a little faster, go a little harder with perfect form, obviously. Yeah. So it could be either two ways to look at time, I guess. So you can either get more done in that same amount of time. So if let's just say your your thing is always thirty seconds, it's trying to get the most that you can done in 30 seconds or on the flip side let's just say that you're doing a plank because this would be easy to uh, visualize and the first day you do 30 seconds on the plank the next day that you go maybe you try for 32 seconds or 35 seconds so you're basically trying to increase that time under tension it's called so that time doing the exercise and that would be a great way to progress 
You got it, dude. I got it, dude. So yeah, I just think that, so we gave three tips of why we think it's the best, most efficient way to lose fat. We talked about three principles to actually get the best out of your workouts. And again, we are not saying that steady state cardio is the devil, but literally with steady state cardio, you become, this is how your body works, is that you become more efficient doing it. And when we're talking fat loss, efficiency is a bad thing. So like if you started a, you're a boxer and you did probably retired, retired boxer um, and you did road work. Road work. A no big deal. Nice That's a little, little name job right there. You did road work. And let's just say you started your training camp and on the first day you went out for a run, like your lungs are going to be burning. Like it's going to be, it's going to suck. For sure. Yeah. Right. And then how quickly, how amazing the human body is by like your third and fourth, fifth run. It's like a breeze, right? Yeah, way better. You adapted to it. Yeah, you adapt to it. And so with steady state cardio, the only way to make it more difficult would just be adding more time. Correct. Yeah. So it's it just becomes really difficult. Like, again, it's it's great for your heart and overall cardiovascular health. But from a fat loss perspective, it is super inefficient. Yeah. It's it's literally by definition inefficient because you quickly become really efficient at it and better at it. Whereas the metabolic resistance training, I mean, people that have been here for five, six, seven, eight plus years know that it doesn't really get any easier like when it comes from a strength training because there's always a way, just like we were talking with the progressive overload, to kind of dial things up and make it more challenging. Yeah, there's always a different variable you can add to make things exactly. Variable is a great word, Bill. Thank you so much. So I really hope that helps. If you guys have any questions on strength training at all or programs or what the best things you can do or anything like that, please let us know. We are an open book and if, if we have the answers, we'll give it to you. And if we don't have the answers, what we'll do is we'll look it up and actually and get you the best resources possible. So again, thank you guys so much for listening. Billy, thank you so much for coming on. Thanks for um, inviting me again. Number two, right? Number two, dude. Number two. All right, guys, have a great day. Bye. <laughs>